It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's what I mean. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so check this out. I was a CNA working third shift at an end-of-life senior care facility in Upper Michigan. It's kind of near Lake Huron. The hours were usually quiet as everybody was in bed or heading there as their meals were over. The overnight job entailed lots of cleaning, mopping, dusting, and prepping for breakfast at 8 a.m., as well as answering night calls or being on death watch every 15 minutes. Those were the worst because you knew death was soon. One resident was close, but could linger for days the doctor. People said and did the oddest things at those last gasps as well. Needless to say, it was not an easy job, and the pay sucked equally as well. Small town blues for job prospects. Watching other people's family members die is not for the faint of heart. It's a constant reminder of life's worst parts and the limited time that we've been given. One of my favorite co-workers with a great upbeat attitude, Val, and I, we shared this night shifts together. We knew our preferred tasks and we set about them happily, chatting to each other in the dining room, getting it ready for breakfast. Val needed to use the one nearby employee toilet for an extended stay, so I proceeded to mop the opposite hallway facing the nurse's station and bathroom where Val was. I'm up backwards, pulling, rather than pushing, so I don't leave footprints, and naturally, I don't see where the carpet begins until my shoe heel hits the edge. I can mindlessly do this while looking around the hallway. I was in the process of dipping and squishing my mop when a form caught my eye, and the hallway arch entrance to the doors leading to both the nurse's station and the opposite bathroom where Val was. I thought it was her returning back to the floor refreshed and unburdened of her previous meals. But no, what I saw gave me great, open-mouthed, silent scream, pause. Peeking and stretching out across part of the hallway ceiling, maybe 15 feet long into the main, taller hallway where I stood frozen, was a dark human shadow form. It was all smoky and eyeless. It stayed there for maybe two to four seconds and then it shot back into the hallway. I stood there, silent, 
scared and immobile as I heard the bathroom door open. Val screamed and then slammed the door again. I heard her call my name through the closed door and slowly crept to the hallway to see nothing there but the doors to the nurse's station, the bathroom, and now the break room across from the utility closet where the cleaning supplies lived. The hallway was clear. I called Val's name from outside the door and I knocked on it too. I heard her ask, is it gone? I responded quietly, yes. What did you see? Because I saw something. Get out here now and don't leave me alone with that. Val came out and grabbed me in a hug so hard, I knew she was scared. Val shook, saying that she opened the bathroom door, which should have seen the nurse's station open door and part of the hallway wall. What she saw blocked the door and most of the wall. It was huge. It filled the wall and it was all smoky black. She didn't see a top or a face shape to it, but it blocked her exit like a smoky haze right against the door leaking in. So she slammed the door fast and that's when she screamed my name. We worked side by side for the rest of our shift, never leaving each other's sight until it was time to leave. The morning shift supervisor wondered why we both clocked out and then bolted in such a hurry that day. Val told her about it later in a text message saying that she was taking a day off. I'm not sure if it was a reaper that we saw, but right after we clocked out, a resident died just five minutes later. I apologize if this doesn't flow super well or if it isn't very artistically written, but this Saturday, May 29th, me and two of my good friends were hanging out. Every time we're together, we like to go for drives at night along this one road. Sometimes we stop by some local parks and walk around just talking or messing around. This time, we decided to stop by a field which we planned to kick a soccer ball around in. It was around 2 a.m. and the area seemed pretty dead except for the occasional passing car or ranger closing the park. When we arrived at the field, we noticed a newly built playground was now in the field, and we thought it would be cool to just mess around on it. First, I parked the car and faced the high beams toward the field, leaving it running so we could use it to see what we were doing. Then we got out and started passing around the soccer ball, enjoying the weird vibes of it all and having a loud conversation. After a bit, we got bored and decided to go on to the playground. I reparked the car so the high beams were facing it, and once again, we got out and started heading towards it. The playground constituted of a large, castle-like structure in the middle, surrounded by balance obstacles, like, you know, balance beams, wavy bridges, all that other stuff on either side. We headed towards the main castle in the middle, taking our time strolling on the obstacles, again, enjoying the effect of the high beams that they had on the environment. Looking back at the car, all I could see was our silhouettes, and if you looked at the playground, our figures cast long, pitch black shadows onto the castle, adding a feeling that parts of the castle were shrouded and hidden. As I took one more step closer to the castle, however, 
these feelings of excitedness and mild spookiness were slightly tarnished. I was hit with the smell of cigarette smoke, as if someone was smoking one just in front of me. Not realizing the implications, I called out for one of my friends and I told them I smelled a cigarette. They said they didn't, and they stepped closer. And when they did, they smelled it too. Part joking and part serious, I said, <laughs> what if there's someone over there smoking a cigarette? Being the skittish and on-edge kids that we were, we ran back to the car laughing and joking. Once we sat down in the car, my friend suggested we drive around and scan the playground for anyone there, as we were now extremely curious. I took the car and drove it in a circle, then back around, sweeping from the right side of the playground to the left, exposing nothing. We then realized we had left the soccer ball in the field, so I drove the car into the field and my friend stepped out and grabbed it. After this, we decided to do one last sweep and then get the hell out of there because we were kind of spooked at this point. I scanned the playground with the high beams one last time and then stopped the car facing the playground. We sat there for around 15 seconds all on our phones getting ready to drive off when it happened. My friend sitting in the back seat was the first to see it, starting to say something like, do you guys see that? And then I looked up. Underneath the wooden beams of the now ominous castle, we saw a shape, a blurry red circle with a white center, moving as if it were a person. I know that doesn't make sense, but that's all I can say. It appeared as if it started from the back of the castle and was moving in a creature-like manner towards the front of the castle, towards us. In this split second of silence as we watched this, I unconsciously slammed the car into reverse and began very quickly spinning to get a 180. And now remembering that moment, I have never felt that much fear in my entire life. Something about the way that thing was moving made me feel so unbelievably petrified. My stomach felt like it was thrown off a cliff and my hair stood straight up like a bed of nails. All three of us were now screaming and I quickly and sloppily drove away. We had all seen the exact same thing. We now were driving away and began to calm down just a little and began wondering what the fuck that thing was. I assumed it was probably some homeless person who had went under the playground for a smoke or something. To be sure, we decided we would drive past again and try and get a better look at the playground. Maybe seeing that what we had seen was some part of the playground, or maybe catching the person who had walked out from under the castle in a better light. As we came nearer to the playground, the tension began to rise again and I began to pull into the road which was connected to the parking lot. As I turned, my beams glanced over the playground for a second and then over the road. On the side of the road walked a man. He was dressed in full sweats with a hood over his baseball hat and a Swiss Army backpack. I quickly sped by him and we felt as though we may have gotten our answer. We kept driving for a few seconds then realized We'd not seen any red on him. It was all white. I decided to turn back around and get a better look at this man to get some closure. When I went back on the same road, he wasn't there anymore. 
I assumed he ducked into the woods or something, so I kept going back towards my friend's house, deciding to return home. Taking the turn back onto the main road, though, we saw him again. This time, he was walking in the complete opposite direction, unrealistically far from where we first saw him, again with his back to us. This was the cherry of weirdness on top, and we drove back home in a state of excited terror. The one thing which we couldn't stop repeating was the fact that whatever or whoever that was had been there the whole time, under the castle, simply watching and listening to us. If I had simply ignored the cigarette smoke and went on the castle, they would have been under us, just watching. I could have pretty easily made this story sound much more than it was, adding the detail that the playground was built to memorialize a boy who was killed in a horrific lawnmower accident, but I don't think that would properly portray what we experienced. I have no idea what we saw, and when we got back to my friend's house, we started analyzing photos of the playground from different angles, trying to see if there was something which looked like what we saw, but we couldn't find anything. Look up Jack's Place Playground on Google Maps and you'll see for yourself. So, my dad passed away at 52 years of age in November of 2017 after a quick battle with cancer. I'd often go see him. One of the last times I saw him was a few weeks before he passed. He had a mild heart attack and was in room 606 at the local hospital. Well, in February of 2018, I got sick. I got really sick. I had an abscess that was causing some fever and a whole lot of pain. I was septic, or whatever it's called. So they had to do emergency surgery on me. Twice. The first night, my mom stayed with me, but for some reason, when I'd look up at her, I expected to see my dad. I don't know why. Maybe because it was the same room I saw him last alive in? Actually, writing this is making me miss my dad right now. Random, huh? But anyways, the next day, they did another surgery to make sure they got it all out and started me on some antibiotics. The fever cleared up and the pain was so much easier. I was ready to go, but no, they wanted me to stay. So I said, oh well, this is like jail part two. <laughs> I can do this. And I remember watching TV throughout the day and looking over and seeing my dad sitting there watching TV with me. Then he'd look at me and I'd go back to watching TV. I thought nothing of it. I just remember thinking, oh, that's just my dad. Cool. It kept happening up until the last day I was there. He looked really concerned, almost disappointed and worried at the same time. At that time, I was doing a lot of dumb things. I was in between being a hellion and becoming the boring person that I am today. He didn't say anything to me, but the freakiest part is how unfreaky it actually was to me. It was almost comforting. But looking back on it now, perhaps I was much closer to death than I realized. When you're young, Usually, the first person to help you cross the road is a parent. They hold your hand and help you cross. And maybe my dad was there just in case I was ready to cross. 
I don't know. Maybe it was blood poisoning or the silly little hydrocodones they gave me, which I doubt. I miss my dad, though. R.I.P. Dad. By the way, if anyone cares, his theme song to life was Disturbs Down With The Sickness. He lived by it. When he was diagnosed, he told all his cousins and friends that he's disturbed because he's down with the sickness. <laughs> People would get so mad because he was making light of it. He was a fighter, and he fought until the last heartbeat. So, when you hear the song, Down With The Sickness, think of my old dad, will ya? Let's face it, most people aren't making massive turkey feasts on the regular, and after 364 days of not thinking about it, it can be hard to get that bird just right. That's where Instacart, the holiday rescue app, comes in. From getting all the ingredients to prep a full seasonal spread to getting last-minute swamps in a turkey emergency, Instacart has everything a holiday host needs to save face and save dinner. And right now, if you download Instacart, you get free delivery on your first three orders and delivery in as fast as one hour. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. 